Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. This week, we're going to talk about burnout. Now, you may be saying, Michelle, it's January. How could I be burnt out? And I'm saying, listener, you could absolutely be burnt out after the holidays. Stick around if you want to hear more. I recently put out on the Instagram stories and ask for what topics listeners would like to hear more about in coming episodes. And a loyal listener and friend commented and said that she would like to hear more or maybe a refresher on battling burnout. And so I thought that was a great topic to discuss, especially as we come away from the holidays where we may have had a lot of interaction with humans as an introvert. I always find that I need to find a refresh time as I come back from the holidays and go back to work and and all the things. And so was excited to put this together and also coming off of reading the burnout book that I've discussed in previous podcast episodes, it felt like a great topic to have as we're heading into the new year and thinking about our goals or our, maybe if you're a resolution person or your one little word or whatever kind of motivates you as you're coming into this new year. So I'm excited to talk a little bit about burnout. Um, One of the things that really I started thinking about more as I was thinking about this topic was how burnout can sneak up on you. You may not see the little pieces as it is sort of snowballing into a bigger um, a bigger issue or a bigger uh, uh, thing that you need to address. And so those little signs, and for me, those little signs include things like, uh, am I more irritable? Am I snapping at my little humans more, right? The little humans who can get on your nerves, but really probably just want to ask questions or snuggle at times when you feel like, meh, I don't really want to do that right now. Anybody? Yeah? No? Um, maybe you start yelling at your computer or at your phone uh, in response to emails. Yelling might be a harsh word, although I caught myself yelling at my phone recently. So, uh, you know, I think that burnout is one of those things where the little things may start to add up if you don't already have a way to manage your workload, manage your stress, um, and take care of some of those stress-inducing sort of things. So I encourage you as you listen to this podcast and maybe after you're done listening and later into this week, I encourage you to sit and think about how do you know when you're starting to feel the burnout? How do you know what that feels like? For some, it might be a physical reaction. Your body might be tired. Your muscles might be sore. It might be harder for you to get up in the mornings, or you might be falling asleep faster at night, or maybe not falling asleep at all because your brain just keeps going and going and going. For others, it might be emotional. 
Maybe it is that quick reaction to something that didn't need that emotion behind it. Maybe uh, you are a crier and things on TV might catch you off guard or might trigger the tears in ways that you're like, gosh, I feel silly, right? Or, uh, you know, a commercial or an episode. I was recently re-watching Grey's Anatomy and, you know, Shonda gets it. She 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 gets in there, friends, <laughs> and uh, she tugs on the heartstrings. And I had made a comment to my sister and said, gosh, I already know what's going to happen. Why am I bawling? You know? Um, And so some of those things where maybe you don't expect to be, or maybe you do expect to be, and you have no emotional reaction to things. And so, you know, making sure that you are in tune with something that feels off, right? Something that feels different than your everyday, your normal, whatever normal feels like or is for you. Um, A couple of episodes that I want you to think about re-listening to, or if you're a new listener, hi, welcome, thanks for joining us, uh, to go and take a listen to are episode 70 on the human giver syndrome. And so that one talks a lot about when you give and give and give, and you are also a victim to someone who is a victim because you're giving of yourself and not getting a lot in return. Uh, because you're caring for someone who has been traumatized, victimized, um, or just has a lot of emotional stuff going on at the time. There's a lot of giving uh, professions out there, and it takes a lot out of us at times when we really are listening to and taking on the emotions and the drama and the the load of other people. And as a fixer, I really, um, really latched on to this concept of the human giver syndrome. So if you need a refresher, you haven't heard that one yet, go back to episode 70 because that absolutely contributes to burnout. I would also encourage you to listen or take a listen, uh, re-listen to episode 64, Take Time to Rest. And really, again, it's, it's exactly what that title says, taking time to rest, finding that time in our schedule to make sure we're getting the sleep we need, that we're having active rest days. Maybe you're training for something physical, or maybe you are in a new workout regime, maybe even a new workout routine, and your body's tired, and you need to listen to your body and have an active rest day. And what is, excuse me, what does that mean, Michelle? That means that maybe you'll go for a walk instead of doing lots of physical lifting or running. And you just go for a casual walk. Maybe that means you engage in some yoga if you have been doing some strenuous body activity, running, building muscle, those sorts of things. So now as I was preparing for this podcast, of course I went and I did some of my homework and I think it was really interesting as I was looking into this, that women uh, specifically struggle with burnout more than men. Um, like significantly more than men. Um, in a LinkedIn survey of five thousand Americans, um, and this was a this was a little bit older survey, but 
um, of 5,000 Americans, 74% of the women um, identified that they are very or somewhat stressed in their work. Um, only 61% of men. Now, that's still a high number for men, right? But 74% of the women indicated that they are stressed or very stressed at work. And that work stress contributes to burnout right? When you have high demand at work, when you have projects, when maybe you've got deadlines coming, like that stress load is pretty significant. I'm also going to offer that if you have a toxic workplace, that that contributes to burnout in your uh, professional life and in your professional world. It, that is a fast way to burnout. And I know this uh, from personal experience. I know this from friends who have shared this. And so making sure that you fit where you work is important. And, you know, I, there's lots of factors that go into that. I certainly know that and understand that and realize that. But if you can take advantage of being in a place that is sub supportive and productive and good for your soul and good for your mind and good for your well-being, then find those places and thrive in those places. But one of the reasons, that was a big tangent there, friends, but one of those reasons that women um, find more burnout at work is because they tend to be overlooked for promotions or for raises. Now, you may be in a field where... Uh, that may not feel true to you. Maybe there are women in high leadership levels in your organization or uh, at, at your workplace. And that, my friends, is fantastic. Go find them. Go find those women. Talk to them. Talk about how they got there. Talk about how um, to uplift and bring women along in your organization. I think that's really, really powerful. But if you um, take a look around or maybe you even have um, been in this situation where you've been in the same role for a long time and you've not seen a promotion or you've not seen a raise um, or you've not gotten a bonus for extra work that you've done, that might be contributing to your burnout. Now, you may not even have an opportunity for a raise or a promotion, but look at the other things, right? Look at the other things. Do you have a rigid work schedule, whereas others, maybe the men, have a looser work schedule? Do the men use more sick time and vacation time than you use? What is the workload for priorities versus self, um, I'm going to use the word self-inflicted, but that's not the, really the phrase I want to use, but like the projects, the passion projects, right, that you want to use. Um, I think that that's really a good opportunity to examine beyond the dollar bills. Don't get me wrong, those dollar bills are helpful and important, but beyond the dollar bills, what are those other opportunities? Another piece of it is that women tend to be the caretaker for children, right? Even if you're in a relationship, and I've started um, reading and listening to Michelle Obama's new book, and she, in many of her promotional um uh, like tour book tour stuff has talked a lot about how 
when you have kids, your partnership isn't always 50-50. It might be 50-50 at times as you're raising your children, but a lot of times it's going to be 70-30 or 60-40 or, you know, some variation of that because it's not meant to be 50-50 when um, partners, husband and wife or spouses or however you identify are, uh, you know, actively wanting to be successful in their career and um, pursue their passions and dreams and hobbies and and all the things and so um, I think that that's an interesting piece of it is that women do women probably so I'm, I'm sure that there are studies out there but women tend to be the caretaker for children more often and again back to the episode on invisible labor with Danielle you know, the one to uh, get the email about Girl Scout cookie uh, starting and the one who's marking yes on the group me for activities for their kiddos and the one who puts together the menu for dinner for the week or the chores list or whatever those things might be, the invisible labor that contributes to the child care for children or the caretaker role for children and, and maybe other family members as well in the house. One of the things that um, really stood out to me as I was reading up and thinking about this episode was a quote that said, getting through each day, and I added week, while staying sane is part of um, the burnout piece, right? When you are no longer able to thrive week to week, but really are starting to just get by, manage, um, get through through each day or each week and staying sane and rewarding yourself for that, that is likely a product of or a piece of your burnout. And so if you're there, if you're thinking about that, then that might be another sign of um, you're there. It's time to address some burnout issues. So a couple of tips, right? Like nothing earth-shattering friends, nothing mind-blowing, but if you are there, you are closing in on burnout and you're feeling it, one of the best things to do is to rest. And in the book, it talks a lot about rest and even gives an activity and I'll provide it in my freebie site. Um, so make sure you check out the link in the show notes or over on Instagram, but get back to a bedtime routine. Find um, that's one part of rest, right? Like get back to a bedroom routine. For me, when I'm exhausted, and I use that word very intentionally and very carefully, but when I am emotionally and physically and mentally exhausted, I know that I need to get back to a bedtime routine. And part of that, uh, I process this through with my health coach a little bit, is that when I need to get back to a better bedtime routine, that also means I need to get back to a better physical workout routine, running, walking, whatever that might be. Uh, and so they go hand in hand for me. When I'm physical, when I'm getting my sweat on, I also sleep better. And when I sleep better, I'm able to manage the stress and the burnout a little bit differently. The book had also suggested through some like worksheet activities to work through how do you incorporate rest into your day? What does that look like in the morning? What does that look like during a work day? How do you utilize 
lunch time, break time, commute times, all those kinds of things. And so um, encouraging you to think through like, where can I find those pockets of time in order to find rest, mental rest, physical rest, sleep, those sorts of things. Um, Tip two is making sure you're communicating your capacity. That's at home, that's at work. You know, uh, we, a couple weeks ago, right before the holidays, had this winter storm rolling through the Midwest. And I said, here, X, Y, and Z is what I need help with right now if we're gonna make this successful and leave a day earlier than expected, right? I'm at capacity, I'm exhausted from work stuff. And here's where I need help in order to make this happen. And do I do that all the time? No way. No way. That's super uncomfortable, even at home. Um, A lot of times I just buck up and do it. But I had to communicate that. Otherwise, I knew I was going to burn out in that moment um, and heading into the holidays. And nobody wants to do that heading into the holidays. So make sure you're communicating your capacity. Turn to your boss to say, hey, I need you to help me reprioritize my priorities right? What can come off that priority list? Communicate that at home. Communicate that with your friends. Communicate that with those in your circle. And then the last piece is really reflection. So twofold in that. Um, One, take time to reflect. Use your commute to work to reflect. Take 10 minutes out uh, during your workday. Go for a walk. Bundle up, friends. You can still go outside in the cold weather. Bundle up. Listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to 10 minutes of an audiobook. Listen to your favorite music. Whatever that feels like, but take some time or don't listen to anything, right? Take some time to reflect. The other part of that is find someone who can reflect back to you. One of the most successful things happening for me in my health coaching relationship is that she will reflect back to me things that I have shared with her. And while I hear it out of my mouth, it is really helpful for her to say, here's what I heard you said, here's what I heard you say, right? And I want you to hear that this is what um, you shared with me or to recognize you for identifying these kinds of things. So have someone who can reflect back to you and be that mirror for you. All right, friends, so burnout can happen anytime, right? And we need to not shy away from it, but we really need to know how to learn from it, understand it, and navigate through it, excuse me, and really battle through that. So thanks for sticking around this week. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the suggestion from my loyal listener um, on this topic. I think it's a really great topic. This week's affirmations, friends, I'm done apologizing for spending time on me. I'm done apologizing for communicating my priorities and my threshold. I'm done apologizing for getting the sleep and the rest that I know I need and deserve. And fill in this blank for yourself. I'm done apologizing for. Friends, go out, have an incredible week. Do amazing things that I know you're capable of. And remember to continue to like, follow, and share out there on the social medias, um, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Please make sure that you hit that like, follow, or share button and share away. Make sure those notifications are on. We're going to keep rolling through here into the new year as we head into um, almost wrapping up our second year of the podcast. But keep those notifications on. Make sure you check out the freebies. I mentioned it earlier. There's new content up there. The goal is to start including more content each week. So make sure you're checking it out um, and grabbing some freebies 
uh, in the link that is in the show notes uh, and over on Instagram. And remember, you're fabulous. You're a badass. You've got this, and I'm here for you.